baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hey, welcome back. I just want you to uh, know here that uh, we're working on a little bit of breaking news here for you. That that all morning we've been reporting the city of St. Louis is recommending masking again, right? Uh, That's just kind of been a headline this morning on all the local media. St. Louis Department of Health recommends wearing masks in public. Here's what we just found out that I didn't know. What the city of St. Louis is also doing is starting today, they're mandating masks for all city employees. So it's a mandate. It's not a recommendation. It's a recommendation for the public, but it's a mandate for the employees. And I'm going to post the letter that was sent to me by a city employee pointing this out. It's it's highlighted on this document, and I am posting it to Facebook right now. I think Kim's putting it out on Twitter. But just so you know, this has now stepped up another level. So I wanted to get that out there, and uh, we'll, we'll be talking about it uh, throughout the remainder of the morning. Right now, I want to get to Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer, kind enough to give us a few minutes this morning. Of course, uh, Congressman in uh, CD3. And uh, Blaine, welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? Good morning. Great to be with you, Mark. Absolutely. Uh, so you made a big announcement yesterday. What what uh, what led you to this point? Well, I, uh, I'm going to be 72 years old in May, and uh, my health is still good. And if I retire with good health, I can enjoy my retirement. If I wait <laughs> another four or five years and uh, spend some more time in D.C., which is, a, you know, I can still do that. I'm lined up to probably be the next chairman of the Financial Services Committee, but in the meantime, at my age, there's things can happen. And so I could wind up being able to sit on the front porch and watch the sunsets to be all I could do with my retirement. So it's a situation we discussed with uh, my family very thoroughly over the holidays. Um, and they decided that uh, it'd be nice to be able to spend some time with grandpa and, and be able to uh, okay. spend some retirement time with my family. And so that's basically it. Well, good for you, and congratulations on on that decision, because I I know that being a member of Congress with elections every two years, it's almost like a a hamster wheel, right? I mean, as soon as you win an election, you've got to start running again. Well, and that's what we were doing, uh, because we always have a family meeting to decide if I'm going to run again, and if so, can the family you know, continue to put up with all the stress and nonsense of my job that falls back on them sometimes, and so... It's a family decision. It's not just my decision. And so uh, I was sitting there discussing it with them and explaining the pros and cons of everything. And then at my age, uh, it, it's just, you know, um, you begin to see some of your friends who aren't here anymore. And you see other friends that have retired and are able to enjoy some of their retirement years. Um, and so, you know, at age 72, uh, you you think about things about life, about the rest of your life differently than you do when you're 52. And so um, it was a, it's a very personal decision. Um, I enjoy my job. I, I'm not leaving because I don't like going to DC every week. It's yes, it's challenging. Yes, it's a, it's a swamp, but uh, I knew that going in and it's not going to change. The, the, the founding father designed it to be a very difficult system to get things done. Uh, but if you're willing to do the work uh, and, and get, you know, bring people together, you can actually accomplish a few things. So 
it, that, that's the part that people think about, but it's not the part that uh, is really driving me to make this decision. Uh, this is a more personal decision based on how I want to spend the rest of my life. Congressman, this is uh, Kim. You know, Mark and I have been talking this morning <laughs> about a number of people who could potentially step in and, and fill that spot. Any thoughts on who you'd like to see step up? No, we're going we're gonna to let the field uh, decide itself and let it play out. Uh, I've had a number of phone calls already from different individuals who were interested, um, just kind of feeling me out, seeing what the job all entails and, you know, how the district sets up, um, you know, what kind of problems, issues you have with running a campaign in the district is spread out as it is and over the different media markets. Uh, so, it, you know, there, there's, some, there's some good people uh, seriously considering it, and so we'll, we'll see once – where they step up and put their name on the ballot. Uh, you know, filing starts at the end of February and it goes through the end of March. So uh, by the 1st of April, we'll have an idea who the, uh, the potential candidates are. And from there, we can start to uh, weed the field out. Yeah. Yeah, I wondered about that. Your, your district was part of that redistricting last time around. It it made um, the St. Charles County area out there a, a bigger part of your district, Correct. Yeah, I think it uh, makes up something like 40 to 42 percent of the district. Um, but the, it's it's a different dynamic with the rest of the district compared to St. Charles. So it's it's a <laughs> you have to you have to travel around the district to really understand what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, and it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that, you know, demographically uh, and, and topographically, it, it's a, it's a these are different different areas around my district that you have to. Um, Understand the the difference in the people's views, the difference in pe- in the local economies, uh, the difference in um, how you know people view things. Uh, there there's a there's a diff- distinct difference between St. Charles and uh, and the Gasconade County, for instance. Uh, I mean, you know those. I mean, those are a couple extremes, and you be you better be able to uh, talk to those people on their level and understand their problems in each one of those areas. Otherwise, you're not going to get their support. It's a it takes a very unique individual to be able to, and I always say you got to be able to be in the boardroom in the, in the morning and be in the bean field in the afternoon, be able yeah. to, to work the district. And I actually did that one day. So uh, it's uh, it's an interesting it's an interesting district. Great people, lots of uh, industry, lots of farming, uh, lots of uh, water in the district. Because you have to water issues are a really big deal. But uh, yeah, we, we're I'm excited to, you know for the last year here. We got a lot of good things going, and we want to continue to uh, represent all the good folks of the district in our state in D.C. over this next year. We've got a number of things that I hope we can continue to work on and finish up, and uh, and we'll see. But um, we'll we'll see once whoever comes out of the pack and uh, addresses all this, they'll they'll have their work cut out for them because it's a very different uh, cut-up district uh, with the different entities around it and the way that it's structured. This will certainly be a busy last year for you in Congress, and I know you have some important <laughs> deadlines coming up to keep the government funded and everything going on with the border. How confident are you that you guys will get some of these things passed and avoid a, a shutdown? Well, we'll get them passed. I don't know if we'll avoid a shutdown. Um, that's always a problem. Uh, I know our speaker um, is adamant about not doing, a, not getting a shutdown, and so he'll do whatever it takes to keep that from happening. Uh, unfortunately, we've got a handful of people that that's what they want. They want to shut the government down so they can be heroes to the folks back home, they think, uh, but they actually hurt the country when they do that. Um, you know, it's uh, <laughs> it costs lots and lots of money whenever you, you don't um, – whenever you do shut the government down, because there's a lot of uh, stuff that happens that most people don't realize. And it's, it's not a, it's not a win-win. You actually cost you more than it does that you say, but 
there, there are some folks that they think that's the, the best way for them to get on TV and um, be able to go on the uh, on social media and make some money. And so it's all about them rather than the issue of shutting down the government. And that's unfortunate because uh, shutting down the government helps nobody. Um, it forwards uh, a lost cause, I think. Uh, but, um, you know, that's that's part of the process. You know, <laughs> you have some people there who um, have a definite difference of opinion on how this all works. And so we'll, we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. But, but, uh, speaking of that, I mean, right now there's this question of, of a debate with the White House and the Democrats in the Senate over allowing some sanity at the border in return for this big funding bill they want for wars in Ukraine and Israel. Um, do you expect they're going to stand firm on that? I mean, I'd like to think the Republicans are going to stand up and, and make this happen. Yeah, I think I think uh, if you look at Joe's history of uh, negotiation, if you keep him in a corner long enough, he will give in. And I think uh, we've got the perfect um, uh, issue here to be able to get to the border problem. It is, uh, it is becoming even on some of the more liberal news channels. It is becoming an issue, and when that happens, you're going to see the administration start to, to take notice of it. And I think they are. They're, they, they're, they know they're in a, in a box and they don't know how to get out of it. We're helping them with this uh, by allowing them to, um, to, uh, to, 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 you know, do some work on the border here for, for the dollars to be able to continue the Israeli and, and Ukrainian wars. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know what the holdup is there. I think they, they acknowledge that they've got a problem. We, well, 300,000 people came across the border last month and, uh, in, uh, in along our Southern border. And it, that can't continue. That, that is crazy stuff. 300,000 people. That's, that's, unimaginable and along with that comes all the crime comes all the drugs and i sit on the fentanyl task force i mean you know cartels in mexico now control 40 percent of the geography of mexico it's a 13 plus billion dollar trade that uh, they're involved in there uh, right. uh business there and a lot of the precursors the ingredients that they use for making fentanyl come from china i'm on the china select committee so I'm, I'm aware of and involved in and, and around this, these issues all the time. And it is, uh, it is just horrible what this is doing to our country. And the administration is doing nothing about it. And we're giving them a chance here to actually do something with it, with uh, doing our border bill and then allowing them to continue to fund the, uh, the war effort. So we'll see. I think, I think they'll eventually give in. Uh, it may not be exactly what we want, but I think we'll eventually get most of what we want on it. Well, uh, Congressman Lukemeyer, I appreciate you giving me some time this morning, and <laughs> congratulations on on your decision here uh, to to step away when your term is up. Well, thank you. We're uh, we're looking forward to it. Got looking forward to the coming year. But I think uh, as we get closer to the end of the year, we'll we'll look forward to uh, a different uh, lifestyle, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it's it's been an interesting and, a, and an honorable uh, profession for the last several years for myself and my family. We've enjoyed it. Um, but it, I think it's a good point in my life to uh, step away and make a change, and we're happy to do that. So thank you for the opportunity to be with you this morning, Mark, and I look forward to it again later on down the road. Yes, sir. Congressman Blaine Lutkemeyer there from uh, CD3, and uh, good to get him on here this morning talking about that. I, I would guess, and he basically said he's not going to endorse. He's going to wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, would be, I, I don't think they'll get into a primary against each other, but I'd be surprised if, for example— Former Senator Bob Onder, who has announced he's running for lieutenant governor, wouldn't consider switching over to this race pretty quickly. Uh, and if he doesn't, then I would guess maybe Nick Schroer, who just got elected to the Senate, 
um, would be interested in this race. He's he's kind of hinted at that on social media. I haven't spoken to him about it. Um, there are a lot of people out there whose names have been thrown around, and I'll, I pointed this out earlier. You don't have to live in a in a uh, congressional district to run for that seat. Now, that may not reflect well on you with the constituents at some point if you don't move into the district, but people that live just on the edge of CD3 could easily, if, they, if they're a public figure, I would think, and have some name recognition, could throw their hat in the ring mm-hmm. and then announce they're moving out there somewhere. I mean... Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Being in that district, I don't care if you live in the district. I don't care where you live. As long as you represent me well, that's what I care about. That's what most people are going to care about uh, for sure. And we're going to continue this conversation. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 